you know, sometimes I have a problem of, uh, you know, I have a problem of doing too much. Um, I wake up every day and I hit the floor, I hit the ground running. And today, I think I realized why. I had so many losses in my life um, that, you know, the people that are super close to me, I'm super, I, I'm super uh, uptight about, not uptight, but I know it can happen any day, and I'm trying to do everything I can to save people. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. In this podcast, man, this podcast is going to be a little rough, um, but I thought that, you know, uh, me going through what I'm going through right now, um, since it's fresh on me, fresh on my heart, I can come here and make a podcast and hopefully help a lot of those out there that may be dealing with something very similar. Um, I got a phone call a couple of days ago that my grandfather had caught coronavirus and um, it, it got bad for him really quick. And uh, he was put into ICU really quick and on, on life support and a ventilator. And uh, they gave it a couple of days to see if anything would change. And uh, things weren't changing. And it's pretty tough because I'm in Los Angeles and my family's in New Jersey. And I'm trying to be updated as much as I can. But I know it's a lot of stress on them as well. And... Uh, I had one of my uncles call me yesterday and tell me that there was the doctor only said it was a 20% chance of him surviving. And, you know, I'm very optimistic. So I'm like, okay, we got a 20% chance. I didn't look at it, the 80% chance of him not making it. Only entertained the, you know, only entertained the 80%, I mean, the 20% of him making it, you know. And um, for some reason, I had a really bad gut feeling when I woke up this morning and I was invited out. I was invited to a lunch today, and I immediately told my partner that I'm not gonna be able to make that lunch. That she should go on with the lunch, but I have a bad feeling I'm gonna get a phone call. And while I was working, I received a phone call that um, that my grandfather didn't make it. You know, so the reason why I'm bringing you this podcast is because there's some ideas that I have and some. Um, I haven't lost a family member. I lost my, my little cousin just died like three months ago at 19 years old. Um, her heart failed on her for a quick second and then her brain went out right after and, uh, she became brain dead and she passed away. And, um, you know, I was in Los Angeles when the whole thing happened, you know, so, you know, it's tough during coronavirus to try to travel without freaking people out with the virus and stuff like that. So. I had to sit down and um, I actually got that phone call about my cousin passing away um, as I got approved for my house the same day. So, you know, it was like a bittersweet moment. But, um, you know, there's a couple life lessons that I've learned and I wanted I want to bring you through those life lessons. OK, and. And none of this is coming from more of a spirit. Uh, uh, some religion, and if you know me, I, I grew up in a in a household where religion was like the last thing on our mind. You know, the the main thing was surviving, and after surviving, after a lot of crazy events in my life, I started to make a relationship with something bigger than me. Um, I have, you know, people call it God, people call it, the, you know, the universe. People have, uh, you know, spirituality. 
Um, and one of the best quotes I've ever heard in my life is that um, man doesn't need scripture when he he um, experiences God. You know, uh, man needs scripture when he never experiences God. So I never really needed scripture growing up, even though I had a full scholarship to a Catholic school for basketball. And I went there for four years and we had mass every morning. I was just always blown away by the stories. The stories were very powerful. But there's some things I want to share with you in this podcast. If you ever had lost a loved one, um, you know, and you can't, it's hard for you to get through that moment. This may not be relevant for you right now. This You may have to come back here three years from now. Um, but I always want to make sure that you have somewhere to go when you do lose a loved one. But I lost my grandfather three hours ago. And um, I lost him while working with clients. And came in, I just ate some lunch, um, decided I wanted to be alone for a little bit. And um, I know I may have to go to Jersey now. And... Uh, you know, spend some time with my family. But number one thing is that when you wake up every single day, your life is not guaranteed. And you hear that from everybody, right? But I'm going to give you from my perspective. I saw, um, I had a niece when I was about six, seven months. Had two nephews. One was four. The other nephew was two. Well, one and a half going on two. And they were killed. Um, well, my niece was killed and my nephews were taken away from me when I was 11. And, um, when my nephews were taken away from me, my sister went to prison, my, her boyfriend went to prison, my brother went to prison, my mom relapsed on drugs. I lost my whole family in the day. I immediately saw how fast life can change and how quick life can change. And at that moment, I regretted any time that I did not go and spend time with my nephews and my niece. I regretted the times where... I was distracted when I hung out with them. And from that day on, it made me um, very open to making sure when I'm with somebody to give them my time, to give them my heart, to avoid conflict, to avoid arguing, to avoid drama. And I met my grandfather when I was 11 years old, 10 going on 11. I met him late in my life. He's been trying to get him. He, he, he met me when I was a baby, but he's been trying to get in my life my whole life. And my dad had a conflict with his dad growing up. You know, my dad, his dad, my grandfather was never really there. My grandfather had a lot of kids. He had he was an entrepreneur. But my dad wanted a relationship with my grandfather and didn't get it the way he wanted it. And my dad didn't want my grandfather coming in my life and doing the same thing to me. One moment being there, one moment not being there. But when I met my grandfather uh, when I was 11 years old, I was really afraid to just go. I was like 10, 11, anywhere from 9 to 11. And my little brother went to his house and he came to my dad's house and he asked us to go to his house and spend time with him. And um, I, I I was nervous. I didn't I didn't want to go at first. You know, I was a daddy's boy and I'm like, dad, I'd rather stay with you. And I remember like it was yesterday. We, was in the, we lived in the basement at the time and my grandfather came in and he had like this big coat on and he had all these rings on and he looked just like my dad. I was like, my God, this guy looks just like my dad. And uh, he brought, my grandfather has a son my age. And he brought his son and he's like, look, this is your uncle. You know, and he's like, you should come and hang out with him in North New Jersey. I got a house. And I said, no. And then my brother came back after the weekend and he's like, yo, Nate, you know, grandpa's house is so fun. You have to go. You have to go. And I'm like, you call him grandpa already? You just met him. And then my grandfather looked at me and he's like, look, when you're ready, you should come over. And I was like, okay. So the next week, my dad was like, you should give it a try. 
And when I went to my grandfather's house, me and my grandfather had this bond like it was no other. Um, part of the reason why I think is because my grandfather saw it as a second opportunity with Nate. My dad's name is Nate and my name is Nate. I'm Nate Jr. So I think he saw a lot of my dad in me. Um, and it was his opportunity to his second chance. And you could tell my grandfather really wanted a relationship with me. And my grandfather told me from that day I went to his, his house that summer. Uh, I mean, that weekend, the rest is history. I spent every summer with him. I spent every weekend with him. I spent, um, you know, every every brick that I can, you know. And, you know. He he was he was he was an amazing dude, man. He taught me a lot about being an entrepreneur. He believed in me. He believed in me. He is he is one of the main reasons why I am where I am today. I would tell him all my ideas, like Grandpa, I'm gonna get a scholarship, you know. And he's like, Yeah, you you're gonna get a scholarship, you know. He's like, Keep going out there, working hard. He made sure I had a basketball hoop at his house. He made sure I had a basketball. He made sure I had everything I needed to be able to get a scholarship. He supported me. He picked me up every weekend. He picked me up every summer. He was always there to pick me up, you know. He never let me take the train. He he protected me. I met all my uncles from my my grandfather's side. I became best friends with my uncle that was my age. My grandfather taught me how to run a business at like twelve. You know, he owned a uh, an apartment building. He used to make me go over there and collect rent. He used to make me go over there and he taught me how to paint. He taught me how to put doors on to you know to to rooms, to bedrooms, and. He taught me the power of entrepreneurship. You know, he taught me the power it is to be the man, you know, and he, my grandfather was a good guy. You know, he, he had a whole bunch of people who were recovering addicts working for him to give them a second chance. He had everybody in the apartment building that lived next to us. Um, he gave, it was like a second chance building where people had messed up credit and drug addictions and stuff. And my grandfather um, you know, he allowed them to stay there, you know, and I build relationships with these, you know, these addicts and stuff like that and had empathy for them. And, you know, I saw the motivational speaker come out of me when I was young, young, but I start to see it like come alive in Newark, New Jersey, you know, and, um, it was crazy. Cause I was, a, I was the whitest one on the block. I was light skinned, you know, everybody, my father's size black, you know, and all, you know, the neighborhood I was in was black and, I was a biracial kid, you know, light-skinned kid out there, giving everybody the work in basketball, then giving you motivational speeches. And my grandfather spoke very highly of me. He believed me from day one. But one thing that I noticed is that the importance of every time I was with my grandfather, I made sure that he knew that I appreciated him. And I, and I never, ever, ever, ever argued with my grandfather. I never held a grudge against my grandfather. I never got mad at my grandfather. Um, I never allowed it. I never allowed it because you just never know. I don't allow that with my dad. I don't allow that with my mom, my brothers. I don't because I know tomorrow everything can change. I know that. I don't allow grudges to be held within me. I don't allow enviness to be in within me because the people who you love and you arguing with right now can just pass away tomorrow. They can die tomorrow and you'll regret that for the rest of your life. And I didn't want that for myself. I didn't, I didn't want that. So after becoming, you know, pretty successful in my life at a young age, my grandfather, I had my grandfather come up to my gym. 
and in New York. He came up, saw the gym. We hung out. I took him to get lunch. I took him to my first apartment. I got my first apartment. We hung out. He just told me how proud of, you know, he was very proud of me. My grandfather always let me know how proud he was. You know, and that was the best feeling in the world, you know, to let him know that, you know, all his belief in me since I was a kid is paying off, you know. Grandfather got a lot of grandkids, right? He has a grandfather got over 30 kids, right? He has over 30 kids. And he, you know, just imagine how many grandkids he had. You know, I was one of the main ones that he that he wanted to be with, you know, if not the main one. It was me and like two, three other grandkids. And my grandfather believed in me since I was a, since he met me, you know. He's like, you're going to do great things. And he supported me on that journey. And it was felt, it's no better feeling than showing someone who you love, who believed in you, you know, your first gym and your first apartment and your first brand new car. 2018, I brought a 2018 car. And I'm like, look at my car. And my grandfather's a big car guy. You know, he was a mechanic. My grandfather was one of the biggest mechanics in New Jersey. You know, like six, seven, you know, mechanic shops at once. Because he kept on growing. He got so big in Newark, New Jersey. Um, so, you know, my grandfather taught me a lot with, when it comes down to business and the mindset and being good to people. And um, and then I remember I was t I was telling him, Grandpa, you know, I may move to California, you know. And he's like, oh, man, that's great. You know, I love California. Um, I think you should. Um, go for it, you know, go for it. I'm like, you know, Grandpa, if I go to California, I got to start all over, you know. He's like, man, you, there's nothing you can't do, you know. And I remember when I came to California, um, it's crazy how the world works. Before I came to California, my, if you remember, my dad always had conflict with my grandfather. And about four or five years ago, I, as a kid, I would be, and this is why it's important, you just never know. When I was a kid, I used to go to home to my dad. And I, and I used to tell my dad, like, Dad, you got to hang out with your dad. You got to hang out with Grandpa. Please come to the cookout Saturday. Please come to his birthday party. My dad didn't want to be involved in none of that, you know. And I remember when I got a little older, I was like 15, 16, you know, I begged my dad one day. And my dad sat me down. He goes, look, I love the fact that you have a relationship with your grandfather, but it's very hard for me to, to, to forget over and forgive him, you know, for not being there for me. And as I got older and I was in college and I started to become a coach and I started to work with people with trauma and childhood trauma and addictions and stuff like that, I saw a lot of my dad in my co in my, my teachings and my learnings. So one day I went home and I, I had a man-to-man -man conversation with my dad. And I said, you know, you never know, dad, when, when he's going to go. You know, you just never know. And the last thing you want to do is sit here with regret. And he was like, you know what, you're right. So he allowed me to ha have my grandfather come over to the house. Grandfather came over, they were hanging out. And then my dad went over to his house a couple times. And then in 2019, my grandfather got sick and he was in the hospital. And we were there, me, my dad, my grandfather. We were in the hospital and um, it was the first time we really were all together, you know, with no weird feelings or nothing like that. Um, and you could tell my dad, my dad really cared for his dad, you know, even though my dad didn't have him around that much, you know. So that was really good to see, you know, and 
because I love both of them so much, and I just wanted both of them to be together, you know, and, and um, you know, just spend some time together. And my grandfather, um, he was he was really bad at the hospital at that time. He got better. He got out the hospital. And, you know, I would drop in and see him as much as I can when I was in, in New York. I will go to New Jersey and see him. Every time I made a trip to New Jersey, I seen my grandfather because you never know. You just never know. And that goes for anybody or anything. My little brother had some conflict with my grandfather a couple years ago. Um, and, you know, my, my little brother is learning on how to become a young man. And he, he has some things that he bumped heads with my grandfather, you know. And, you know, I remember talking to my brother around last year. And I'm like, look, man, you just never know. You know, you, you should go see grandpa. And, and, you know, get all the, get whatever you have in your heart past you and forgive him, you know. And two months ago, my little brother went to my grandfather's house and introduced his girlfriend, who he's been with for a couple years now. And my grandfather finally got to meet my brother's girlfriend, and they had a good time, and they talked. And I think my brother kept on going over there after that. And, you know, when we received the news that my grandfather wasn't doing well, the number one thing that hit my mind was like, thank God my dad and my brother got that, that whatever energy passed them, and they spent time with him. Because the last thing you want to do is being, you know, close to somebody and having a conflict with them and them passing. And you can never get the opportunity on earth again, you know, and you got to live with that. So one thing I learned in life is that you just don't never hold grudges, man. It's just a waste of time. You know, it's a waste of time. Give your heart. If you're talking to your friend and your friend's coming over for dinner, if you're with your girl right now, and you go on to dinner or you're just chilling watching a movie, give those people everything you got because things can change right overnight, just like that. And when that does come, you, you know, yes, it's painful, but you know you know for a fact that you, you gave your heart while they were here and you did everything you were supposed to do, everything that was right, everything that felt right, everything that, you know, love is the most powerful thing in the world. You gave your love. You gave your attention. And it was out of your control. You know, it's just out of your control. You know, because the brain will play with you. As I'm here in California, you know, I was like, you know, if I was home, I would have saw him a little more. And I would have spoken to him. And maybe I could have stopped this whole thing from happening. And, you know, a bunch of thoughts going through my mind, you know. But I don't allow those things to enter my, my paradigm and take over. You know, they're trying to enter. But as they come up, I shoot it down with, like, it was out of my control. And I did everything I can do. The universe works in a, you know, in, in mysterious ways. But a couple months ago, I had, a, I had my grandfather. We Facetimed. I Facetimed him, and I spoke to him for like two hours. For some reason, I knew this would be the last time I talked to him. I don't know what it was. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. I just don't know. Right. Um, I was in a park. And I wanted to show him the park that I was in. I want to show him my apartment building. And I showed him everything, you know, and we just talked. And I'm like, Grandpa, look how nice it is. I know it's cold in Jersey right now, but look at this. Look at this. You know, you should come out here. When coronavirus is over, I want, I'm going to fly you out here. And we had this conversation um, that felt like a dream, you know. I said, you know, Grandpa, you know, what, what would you like to do? You know, what would you like to do? What is your dream right now? And he said, Nate, my dream is to take a trip down south. 
uh, my grandfather's from North Carolina. He said, I would like to take a trip, a road trip, you know, down south from here to Florida and back. And I was like, oh, wow, I really like that. When I was about 15, before I went to college, I mean high school, when I was in high school, we were supposed to take a trip down to Florida, uh, no, South Carolina, and spend time with each other and come back up, you know, road trip, stay, stopping at each state and, you know, being like, you know, tourist. And um, there was a hurricane that came through at that time, and we weren't able to do it. Um, one of the big hurricanes came through. We couldn't go down. We we were gonna we were all set to make that trip. So he's like, you know, I want to take that trip that we were supposed to take when you when you're younger. And I was like, all right, as soon as coronavirus is over, I'm gonna come over and we're gonna get an RV. And I, you know, I looked at the prices of RV to rent for a week, and I I planned it out already, you know. But when I was telling him that we were gonna do it, I was kind of desperate to give him hope. Because for some reason, I felt something was off. He didn't come on the phone feeling sorry for himself. None of that. I didn't feel none of that. Everything would, if it was a regular person watching our conversation, you would have thought it was regular. But in my heart, I knew that was going to be one of our last conversations. I knew it was going to be one of our last conversations. And, you know, it's freaky. Grandfather, before he hung up, he said, Nate. And I said, yeah. He goes, I want you, I want, I want you to know one thing. And I said, you know, what is it? He's like, I watch all you your know, videos. Sometimes and I watch. I have a problem. Your podcast of uh, no, I have a I'm problem. Very proud of you. Doing too much. And um, I'm like, why? I you know, why? 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 You floor, know, my mind. I was like, why you sound like you today? You're saying this like I think as I a goodbye. Why. You know, yeah. I had so many losses I'm like, in my yeah, life. Yeah, grandpa. You know, um, you know. Thank you, man. You know, I appreciate that, it. You know, as he's way more to come. You know, we could do some vlogs when we do our little road trip. I'm super uptight about. He was not uptight, but of course, he's like, but. I just want you I to know, know it can happen any day. One and I'm trying to do everything I can I'm to save people. You. I was trying to give him hope and I was trying to give him something to look forward to. And the last time I spoke to him, um, he was going through a couple like lawsuits. And I'm like, dude, you you shouldn't be going through no lawsuits at this time of your life, you know? Like you should be living. And I remember him telling me, you know, he's like, Don't worry about it, you know. You know, I got court for this. I got court for that. I'm like, yo, man, you shouldn't have to be going to court right now. Like, and I was like, just tell me what you need and I can make it happen. You know, like if you need a lawyer, I'll get you a lawyer. If whatever you need, like, do you need me to pay your rent? And my grandfather was very strong, you know, strong man. He's like, no, we're going to, we're going to get through this. And when I hung up the phone that day, I felt, I just felt like it was going to be one of the last times I ever spoke to him. And I went upstairs and I, I spoke to my, my girl and I said, I said, I don't know. I just had this conversation. My grandfather was beautiful, but I felt like I don't like, you know, I don't like the fact that he has to go to court. And he, he's doing all these things right now. I wish that he can just chill. But for some reason, that, that conversation, it sounded like a goodbye, you know? And she's like, oh, no, you know, don't think like that. It's okay. And for the next couple of weeks, you know, I'll check in with him, like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Whatever. And, you know, he will always let me know everything's okay. And um, I guess when he got the coronavirus, nobody called me. He didn't call me. The story is that I hear, you know, I don't got the full story right now because it's so fresh for everybody. But I, I, I'm, I'm calling around and I'm like, you know, what happened? You know, you know, what exactly happened? You know, can someone, you know, break this down for me? 
I don't even think my grandfather had a, ch a chance to, you know, let anybody know that he wasn't feeling well. You know, I think it was like an emergency and um, I know he would have called me. I just know he would have called me. And, you know, my grandfather died with nobody in the room with him and he was suffering by himself, you know, and that's tough. That's tough, but this podcast is being brought to you uh, for... To give you a different perspective on death, you know, and when, when I was a kid and I lost my niece at a young age and I lost all my friends, you know, I probably lost 10 friends, you know, getting murdered and, um, you know, I used to ask myself as a kid, why are we here? You know, I'm pretty sure you ask yourself the same thing, but I used to say, you know, why are we here? What's the point of this? What's the point of this? Why are we here, and how come we're only here for an average of 79 years? And how come everybody has different feelings and different emotions as far as how they react to things and different imaginations? And how come someone's always really good at one thing? You know, I used to go to lunch table. One of my friends were really good at writing. One of my friends are good at reading. One of my friends were really good at singing. I was really good at sports. Everybody had something they were really good on. And and I used to really think to myself, like, you know, is life a not life a game, but is life a an an experience? You know, who am I? Who's in the body? Who's telling who's the voice in my head? When I say who am I, without saying out loud, I can say it in my brain, who said that? Where am I coming from? And at a young age, I used to think about that stuff. And I'm like, I can eat food and my body does the work. I sleep and my body does the work. I get a cut and my body does the work. It's like magical. And I went really deep on these thinking. I went really deep on thinking of these things. And I saw how powerful the imagination is, right? You can close your eyes and imagine yourself on the beach right now and the body thinks it's on the beach. Because the, the brain doesn't know the difference between your imagination and reality. And I used to say to myself, like, how come I get a feeling? I get that desire. Sometimes I have these thoughts that makes my heart beat really fast and gives me the butterflies. And I said, there's no way whatever made us Gave us all these abilities to use the body, breathe air, drink water, everything work in such a powerful place. The earth is such a powerful place. The trees are important. The bees are important. Plants, animals, the sun. We need the sun. We need the moon. Everything is so magical. There's no way whatever brought us here is not going to get us somewhere else after. And I didn't go to church and we didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, um, told about heaven or hell or things like that, you know. Um, but I, when I meet people and I talk to people and I get this heart feeling, like as if I knew this person from before. Or when I talk to people and I get this feeling that we spoke before. When I never actually spoke to them. When I do things in this world where I felt like I did it so many times before. These things give me 
inspiration and hope and, and I match that feeling up with the ideas of how come we're only here for 79 years? How come my body's so intelligent it can heal itself, sleep, digest my food, grow my hair, make me think. I can blink my eyes without thinking, breathing without thinking. I can get these emotions. I can make my hair stand up when I get, you know, scared. You know, what is this? And whatever made me and the body, not just me, the body, the human body, your body works like my body. Some people have different dysfunctions of their bodies, but we have the average person has arms, eyeballs, mouth, they eat, they poop, they pee, they bleed. What made us, what made the sun, what made animals, what made air, what made chemistry, science, and if you made all this here, where did I come from and where am I going? I came from somewhere and I'm going somewhere. Because if you like it or not, we're all going. We're all going. If we live for a thousand years, I would be a little more worried because I'm like, okay, I think this is it right here. I think, I, you know, we, we live for only 79. The average person lives for 79 years. So that changed my perspective. I'm like, if I'm only here for 79 years, average, 79 years, I'm going to do everything I got to do at 27 years old. Everything I got to do. I'm going to make every day count. When I come across somebody, I'm going to make sure that they get my full attention. I'm not giving no negative energy. I'm living my dreams. I'm going to give everybody love. I'm going to always think positive. Even when negative things come up on my mind, I understand that I'm a human being, but I replace it with a positive one. I'm going to make every day count. I don't care if it's raining out. I don't care if there's a tornado out. I will not let a day go. Because when it's my time or when it's someone else's time, I know I had to do. I did everything I did from my heart. Where did we come from? And where are we going? Because whatever made me in the present moment where I am now, with the sun, the moon, the way the earth works, billions of people on earth, this is not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. I felt something with my grandfather last time we spoke. Why? Where'd that feeling come from? Everything was fine. But where'd that... I never even thought about it after that. I never thought about, oh my God, I hope this doesn't happen. I hope it... No. I'm like, everything's going to be okay because I'm a positive thinker. But my body, my heart knew something after getting that phone call three hours ago. My body knew that this was coming. I don't know why. I don't know how. But it knew. So my perspective on death, my perspective on when someone passes away is that that person... That soul is moving on. And my soul is going to move on one day. So is yours. And we will reunite with these souls. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. So while you're here, do everything you can with your loved ones and love them. The last thing that's going through my mind right now is wishing that I had a second chance with my grandfather. I don't have that. I don't have that. I had great times. I did everything I, got, I had to do with my grandfather. I don't have any regrets. Never had an argument with him. Never created conflict with him. Always gave him love. Always had a good time. 
Never allowed anything to get in the way of our relationship. This happens. He passes on. I know that soul, my DNA that came from this man made me who I am today. And I know that soul and I will be reunited one day. But right now, I still got his genes in me. I got his DNA in me. I got his consciousness in me. There's things that he was conscious of and taught me and gave me the consciousness of. I mean, conscious of, right? He gave me his DNA. I have a body built like him. I got my looks like him. I'm a light-skinned version of my grandfather. So he had a purpose. And he gave me what I have right now. He's no longer here. Now I have to do, I have to continue to carry on tradition. Sometimes when we lose people, we get lost in the fact that we can never talk to them again. We get lost in the fact that we you only think about the bad times or you wish you had a second chance or, you know, and these are normal things to go through as a human. But that's one perspective. Go to the other perspective. Another perspective is, oh, crap, we're only here for an average of 79 years. We're all going to go. We're all going to go. How can we... When, when that time comes for us or someone else, did you give everything you can give every day on earth? Did you give love to people? Were you positive? Did you create love or did you create hate? You know? Those are the things that go through my mind. Me and my girl getting a, a two-second argument. It don't go past two seconds. Yo, yo, I'm not doing this. What's the problem? What's the solution? I don't I don't want to argue with you. I don't know. I don't I don't have I'm not ego is not gonna go there with you. Oh, I forgot to put the fork in the sink. Sorry. You know, like, always try your best to be the peacemaker, to be the lover. And and give people your time. You know, when you're hanging out with people, give them your time. You know, put the phone away. Chill with them. Create real memories. Don't think about, oh, let me create a memory. Just be in a present moment with that person. I spent a lot of time with my grandfather. I had a lot of good times. I had a lot of good times. So I just wanted to bring you this podcast. If you're someone who lost someone during a you know, my grandfather died from coronavirus. You know, so if you're someone who lost somebody or, you know, you probably lost somebody last year and you're still going through it. I lost two people this year. You know, I lost a cousin at 19 who died unexpectedly. And I lost my grandfather. And my grandfather lived 84, 85 years old. My grandfather's birthday was in two months. So he passed the average year of human beings living on earth right now. You know, I'm only entertaining the positive stuff. You know, and uh, I hope if you argue, if, if, if you have any conflict with any family members, you know, reach out and be the bigger person. Life is too short to be arguing with people. Life is too short to, you know, I used to sit back and I, you know, you ever have, you ever have someone come speak to you at school and they're like, yo, once I was in your grade, life goes fast. And when you're sitting there, you're like, man, shut up. Like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Right. That was me in sixth grade, seventh grade. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Eighth grade, I was like, hold on, let me listen real quick because it felt like just yesterday I was in sixth grade listening to one of these speakers. 
And one of the things people used to say all the time, life is too short. I remember I was here 10 years ago, felt like yesterday. And I'm like, hmm, let me hold on to that. Really? Does 10 years ago feel like yesterday? And I became wise. I started to learn from these, learn from people's advice at a young age. And you know, I'm, I was like, you know what? I keep hearing this, so I'm going to make every single day count because life is too short. I had no experience of life being too short. I was like 13 years old. Life is going great. And from that day, anytime I hear a speaker or a saying that comes up all the time, I'm wise enough to learn from it without having to experience it. Life is short, but you know what? I look from 16 to now, people say, damn, time goes fast. Hell no, time went by just the way it was supposed to go. I, I bust my ass from 16 to 27 years old. I lived in hotels when I was 16. I remember every single day because I made every day count. I won't go to bed unless I made it count. When my career, when my dreams, when my school, when my family, when my loved ones, when my relationships, everything, I give 100%. So I want you to give 100%. Be the hope for your family. Peace it up with your family. Bring love to the table. When people want to bring drama and gossip, bring love, man. Bring love. Bring love. I'm going to be honest. I came on this podcast today. I didn't, I just want to, I said, I can't find, if I was someone who didn't know how to deal with losing somebody, I have nowhere to go right now. The Bible is somewhere I can go. But I wasn't brought up like that. I wasn't brought up to open up the Bible. My dad didn't raise me as a Christian. I hung out with Muslims, I hung out with Christians, hung out with Jewish people, Catholics, Buddha, Hindu, all that. I learned from all of these religions at once growing up. I was interested in all of them. And I experienced life. I experienced God. I experienced the universe. I experienced the magical world of God. Whatever you believe in God is, I experienced that. So I want to come on this podcast today and just clear my mind about a couple things, you know, and give you a perspective on death, give you a perspective of making every day count. Where did we come from? Where are we going? What are you doing right now? That's my question for you. Where did we come from? You may not have an answer where we came from. Where we're going, you may not have an answer. Those are things you just don't know. You don't 100% know. You can hear stories all you want. You don't know. But I know one thing you do know. You know what the hell you're at right now. And there's something you can do right now. Don't wait for the after. Don't wait till after someone dies. Don't wait till after someone has a breakthrough. You know, do it now. Do what you can now. Give 100% now. Stop waiting. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, it's been a really crazy couple weeks for me. Um, um, but I'm I'm trying my best to bring you as much as podcast episodes as I can. Let's go be great for, with Nate for a reason. Every day I'm finding a way to try to be great, and I want to bring you with me. If you haven't already, please subscribe, leave a review, so we can help you know grow this podcast. If you're listening to this on the YouTube, please take the time to subscribe, leave a comment, leave your thoughts. Um, and we'll be back 
to a regular program. I have a lot of podcast um, episodes coming up. I have probably 30 episodes written out already in my notes that I want to do with you. Um, I'm just going to give you a look, a quick preview to the podcast ideas that I have. Um, why you must start your dream today. Big one. We just went through that a little bit. How to create wealth. How to make money doing something you love. The biggest mistake you can make in life. How to fix sexual dysfunction. How to get guaranteed fat loss. Truth about the issues with your parents. How to... Oh, sorry. Um, you already have everything you want. Uh, another podcast. Free the soul. Um, I learned how to kill the old version of me. Very important. Crazy. The death that changed my life. That was something that just brought you through a little bit with my niece. How to change your life for good. How to stay proactive. The truth about becoming successful. How I 10x my salary. True story. Um, business investment into the future. Oh, okay. So um, this was a note I took for a podcast. Basically, um, I'm, I'm going to make a podcast uh, explaining to you that you don't need everything you want right now to become the person you want to become. Um, when people do a business evaluation they are evaluating the business where they're going to be either a year from now five years from now 10 years from now where they're going not where they exactly are right now that business can be doing okay right now but if they're showing predictions of doing better then business investors invest into them that's the same thing that you can do for yourself for your dreams and as you are chasing a dream and you're going down that journey you'll see people like my grandfather when i was 11 years old come into my life and invest into my dream Okay, so these are my um um these are different topics that I just went through with you, and these are the podcasts that you can look forward to. So I'm super excited for that. Thank you for listening to Be Great with Nate. Share this with a friend if you can, and um, be safe, man. Peace.